Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Mystery Bros. Um, we got a pretty cool topic for you today. Uh, super interesting, very mysterious. I didn't, didn't realize really. how cool this was until I started doing the research for it, you know? But yeah. Like, it's it's really interesting. Um, uh, like, historical mystery, kind of. Something that... We know for sure is real, at least. That's not always a given on Mystery Bros. <laughs> I know. Um, we're diving back into like another ancient episode. We're going to go over some. Not really ancient. Well, I would say not. A- well, I'm saying we're going back into another historical. Historical, yeah. yeah. Not quite ancient. Not that old. It's still old. 600 pretty years. Old, pretty yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 600 plus years ago. That's pretty old. But I feel like ancient refers to more like. BC and stuff like that. But All right, it's not ancient. We'll, we'll give you another <laughs> historical episode then. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Voynich Manuscript or the Voynich Manuscript. Yes. Um, then we're also going to talk about the Pierre Reese map at the end. Yes, yes. Two, two historical, uh, you know, like... Documents that are very interesting, very yes. mysterious. Yes, and there's, there's a lot yeah, of very yeah. cool, very cool stuff. So we're gonna get into that stuff today. So I'm gonna start with the modern story of the Voynich manuscript real quick, just to kind of lay it out. So um July twenty seventh, nineteen sixty, in New York City. That's not that old. Well <laughs> wait. Uh in New York City, uh Ethel Voynich she dies in her apartment, right? Uh, she was old. She was like in her nineties. So it was a natural death, but she dies in her apartment. Um, and she didn't have any children or any other like family member relatives left. So, um, her husband had been dead for almost 30 years at this point. Uh, her husband was William, William Voynich. Um, but they had, or she, one of her good friends, in her later part of her life was Anne Nill. Um, she also lived with her. I'm sure she kind of cared for her towards, you know, towards the end there. Um, and Anne Nill and Ethel Voynich became very close. So um, she was left, basically Anne Nill was left everything from Ethel Voynich. Like all of her possessions were, were theirs. Um, they, they left it to her in the will. So Anne finds in a bank vault that was owned by, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Voynich, they find a small manuscript Ooh. with, yeah, with no title on it, no name or anything. Um, and then, and inside there was a, a letter written by Mrs. Voynich and it said, this is not to be opened by anyone other than Ann Nill or I think this. Or she said like, or somebody else like reliable in case she's not. Oh, very. Is I would have. I would have opened the book right then and there. Like if you if said like, this can't be opened by your brother. I would have opened it right then and there. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you playing favorites here? You're gonna open some. You're gonna get into some stuff you shouldn't get into. How, how many horror movies have you seen that start by like just like that, or else? <laughs> well, Anne's the one that found it because she went to the to the vault after. Um, 
after the death of Ethel. So um, the manuscript was, it was small. It wasn't that big. It had no title on it, no name, nothing like that. It was extremely worn. Like there was some, some watermarks on it. There was some rips. There were holes in it from bugs that had gotten it over the, the, what we come to find out is centuries. <laughs> and um, or when Anne first opened it, she found just really strange writing, just a bunch of writing that really made no sense at all. It was no language that she recognized. And then all kinds of like really colorful illustrations throughout the pages as well. And like the, the illustrations were pretty big and actually very beautiful looking. She said she had no idea what it was. She was like, what the hell is this? If she didn't know what it is, um, like she probably was probably fascinated by the drawings, but she probably thought like at the time that it was like maybe a language that was easily deciphered. Yeah. She didn't know. Yeah. It was, she just didn't recognize it at the time. Um, we come to find out that William Voynich, he'd had the manuscript in his possession for about 50 years. Ooh, All right? wow. He had it for a long time during that time. He had tried to to decipher it himself, tried to break the code because he wanted to sell it for like a really expensive mm -hmm. uh, price. And he wanted it to be able to, you know what I mean? Yeah, if someone was, able to read it. Yeah. yeah. He wanted people to be able to read it. For he that, wanted to make know. a fortune off it. Like, exactly. Take it. Exactly. Um, but he tried like almost for, I think almost like 30, 30 to 40 yeah, years. That's what they said almost 40 years. He tried figuring it out and he could not. Man, just spending your life's work and just not getting anywhere. Yeah, right. That's crazy. So within a year, Ann Nil sold it. Um, she sold it for a lot of money, apparently. Because I think at that buckets. time, yeah, I think, and, uh, <laughs> I think at that time, it you could tell that it was super, super old, and it was probably just considered like special. So she got a lot of money for it. I don't know. Um, and the buyer spent almost a decade trying to decipher. Yeah, that's it himself. why. That's why he bought it. He's yeah, like, I'm he's sure. like, Ooh, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try exactly. To this Once out. it's deciphered, I bet you can get way more money for it. So he tried to decipher it for almost a decade. All right, and in 1969, he gave it to. Um, he basically just donated it to Yale University, which is where it is today. It's. Uh, encased inside uh, Yale University uh, building, and they've done some studies on it and all that. But first, I kind of want to dig into what it was, what it looked like, what, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's about 8.8 .8 inches tall by about 6.3 inches long. So it's really not that big. It's not that big. It's, you know, like the, your average like paperback book that you find nowadays pretty much. Yeah. Not it's really not that big. Eight inches by by uh six. Um it contained about two hundred and forty pages, and it was believed that there was about thirty pages that are missing. Ooh. And some of that they know, like there's tears of like pages that they know are gone. Some are just like were cut. They don't really know if like he did that because he screwed up something or if it or if they were removed later. But so about 240 pages, 30 pages are missing. And it's sorted into 18 chapters. There's 18 different like sections of the book. Um, 
And they believe there was 20 originally. Two of those are missing. Oh. That's part of the 30 missing pages. Um, Eerie. Yeah, and it's it's made from folios, which are like pages that are kind of like folded in so that you can like pull them out and and you know what I mean? And then they kind of bind all those together to make the book. So you can like fold out and like So it can fold out some ways, like if you wanted to so write like to see like a picture. Exactly, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, so it's like pages that kind of fold out. Um and then some folios are folded over like multiple times. So it's almost like you open it up to like a poster type thing, you know? Um, it's basically filled with a lot of writing and a lot of pictures or drawings. The, the calligraphy is like very neat, very meticulous, you know, like it looks like it was written very well. Like they, they took their time in writing it. It's very proper, very neat looking. Um, but the writing is all in a completely unknown language. Still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a language or a code, we don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like any of the languages that we currently have because there's not much I heard, like not much of um, a lot of competing, like a lot of similar um, symbols. symbols that you would see, like repeat. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like it's... it. If you look at it, it almost it looks like it's English, but it's definitely not. It's in the same format as English, I think. Like there's words and it, pictures know, are very interesting. It's like it kind of looks like a dark alchemy book to me. Yes, it's 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 really crazy. There are yeah, there so like we said there's lots of illustrations in the book. They're very colorful. Um they're painted with like red, blue, green, and yellow. Ooh. So those are the four colors that he'd used and and the the cool part about it is like a lot of the pictures a lot of the drawings are like intertwined in the pages with the writing like there'll be like writing to the left with like a picture in the middle and then writing more writing on the right like it's not formatted like a proper like novel you know would be it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like some text with some pictures and then some more text with more pictures and the pictures kind of they think coincide with the text around it um and there so this book has been studied and there's it's it's kind of been grouped into different sections um based off of the illustrations the illustrations are really all we have to go off with this book like like yeah, I said that's what they, that's what they base what this book is about exactly that's what they they base the the contents of the book on is the, the illustrations because we don't know anything about the language or we cannot decipher it. So it's split up into six different types. Um, each type has like there. So there's like, like I said, there's 18 like chapters in there. Each chapter is, is mainly filled with one type of, of picture. So that's kind of how we figured that it's, it's organized you know, like this section is about this. This section is about that based off of what type of pictures are in there, what type of drawings. So the first type or the first section is called the herbal or botanical sections. And these contain drawings of like herbs or plants. Um, some of which look real, like realistic types of plants from, from that time period. 
And then others seem pretty strange and imaginary. Like not known. Yeah, stuff that doesn't look like anything that we know of. The imaginary ones look really weird too. Like if, if you look at the pictures, um, first off, I want to say if you can go to uh, Voynich.nu and it's basically like an entire internet database on um, the Voynich manuscript and it has like every page like on there that you can look at. So you can go look at all these, these drawings and they're really, I would check it out. Like, trust me, they're really cool, really weird, really ominous. They're just, they're, there's some really interesting drawings in there and there's a ton of them. Almost every page has drawings on it. I think there's only like five or six pages that are text only. They probably don't even look at those pages. They have nothing to theorize. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's nothing you can do about just those like, pages. Oh, okay, I don't know what these are. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do about those. So they, I'm, a lot of the study has been done on the, the illustrations. Um, Dude, like, I wonder how long like people have like looked at that text. Like, how many hours they spent just looking at like what the heck it dude, could people be. People spent decades looking. Like, Voynich spent so much time researching and trying to figure out. He spent a lot of time figuring out, trying to figure out where it came from too, but he also spent a lot of time trying to decipher it. And I can't even imagine, you know, he like looked at that and like, all right, can't make sense of this today. How do you, yeah. What <laughs> do you even, like two years later, like I'm no closer to where yeah, I was today. I know that there's ways like it, there's definitely ways, uh, you know, of encrypting and enciphering things. And, and there's people that know how to like try and figure that out, but I can't even understand where you would start. How would you just look at a bunch of well, random you, gibberish and be like, I'm going to try to figure this out. Well, you look for repeating out. patterns. That's, that's the know, first, that's the first thing like, you look for. And that's the thing. There's no repeating patterns. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. But so anyway, so there's the herbal or botanical sections. Then there's the astronomical slash astrological sections. Now, some people consider those two separate sections, but, um, in the stuff I was looking in, they, they clumped those two sections together, the astronomical and astrological. These have drawings of like the sun, the moon, um, arrangements of stars, that kind of stuff. Um, some cool stuff there too. Um, there's, there's also two, uh, like concentric circles with like small figures holding stars and emblems of Zodiac signs. So they believe that it's something that's the astrological, like it, he, the, the author was interested in the Zodiac symbols, Zodiac signs. Yeah. So it, it had uh, drawings of the Zodiac signs with, with like stars, uh, with stars, sun, moon, that kind of thing. Um, they're a little eerie, a little eerie if you check them out. Um, and then after that, there's the cosmo cosmological section and then after that there's the cosmological section um and that features like geometric designs like this one i think is the most mysterious section of the book is what people like to say and it's also small there's not a whole lot in the cosmological section but um this section includes like uh the most famous drawing in there called the network of rosettes um, which is basically like a really large, like complicated drawing that has, it has nine circles and they're all kind of like connected to each other. Um, and this one, it folds out into like 
multiple pages. So it's like almost like six pages. And when you fold it out, it's just one big picture of like nine different circles that are all kind of connected together. <laughs> it's weird, huh? That is strange. Yeah. No one really knows what this is. It's just some really interesting symbols that this guy drew. That's weird. I I guess everything about the book's weird. Everything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> everything about it is weird, but that's just really interesting how it. Where it was spent like a lot of time. Doing exactly. This. Yeah. Detailed. Definitely. Um, then the next section, what I think the most interesting is the biological section. And this one contains drawings of like human figures. Um, they're mainly unclothed females. So, you know, maybe he got a little lonely or something. Or maybe, <laughs> <laughs> no, or maybe describing the, like the female, like something to do with that. He was interested in the female anatomy. Yeah. It could have been something like that, but it wasn't, it was just pictures. It was, it was pictures of, uh, naked women. And maybe that was some 14th century porn right there. <laughs> maybe um there was also like like in some section or in some illustrations the women were like connected by like these like tunnels or vessels um there's a couple interesting when i looked at it when you look at it it almost looks like like super mario you know how they had the the pipes in super mario that you can go down it's like women with their arms that were like connected by like those pipes. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. There's another one where like the women are in green bathing t- tubs. Yeah. That, yeah. So that one, and that yeah. one is freaky. I think those are freaky. Yeah. A lot of illustrations of women in, they're surrounded by like a green pool. Now, some people say that, that it could be clouds, but I think the most people believe it's some sort of pool of water or a bath or something yeah. like that. And then there's also illustrations where there's like women going through like tunnels. Like it almost looks like they're in a cave or something and they're going through like tunnels. All of them are naked, by the way. (laughs) I don't think he drew any women in there with their clothes on um, in the whole book. Is there any male? No. Oh, so this is really one sided. (laughs) I mean, there I. Yeah, no, I don't think that there's any. I think it's just maybe it was a book women. about female anatomy, and that's in that section. That's what it doesn't they, seem like it though, because it's not like Da Vinci where it's like drawing like a it's it's like pictures of of women like in these pools or that kind of thing. Scholars have independently pointed out uh, that this section looks very familiar to another uh, manuscript from the 1300s of about uh, medicinal baths. Like, apparently, uh, there's some other manuscripts from around the 1300s that we know of that have pictures that are very similar to this. Um, and those are about, like, medicinal baths. Which so is, they're trying to tie, tie the connection that this is probably what it was about. Yeah, they think it, it had something to do with that. It's very possible. I mean, some, if it's around that time, it could very easily be that. But Some people think that this section is actually in two separate is two separate parts um that just accidentally like got binded together at some point um and there's actually some interesting evidence for that there's uh an illustration 
um, on two separate pages, one on like the 37th and one on like the 40th, but they connect. Like if you put them together, it it's, makes one big picture. So they think that there may, that these sections may have, were not supposed to be together and they got binded together at some point. Oh, uh, so like two different sections originally. Yeah. Yeah. It was separate originally. And then they, um, it got kind of binded together. Um, which is pretty interesting. So maybe at some point, maybe the person who actually wrote it and illustrated it, it wasn't the person who bond got it binded together. I don't know, but then the next section is the pharmaceutical section. And this one has illustrations of like strange containers, um, consisting of like multiple parts, usually like on top of each other. If you look at it, it almost looks kind of like a hookah, you know, you know, like a, a like a mid ancient hookah, like an old hookah. Like it's like they're mainly like cylindrical containers that are kind of like on top of each other. Um, Maybe that's how they got their herbs back then. Like, yo, take a hit of this. This will. Uh... Yeah, who knows? Maybe, <laughs> but but I don't think it had any smoke or anything coming from it. It just looks like that. That's what I thought when I saw it. It looks kind of like a hookah. Um some of them, some sections, like some of the, the pieces are empty. And then some of them have like different liquids in them that are just painted different colors. So, you know, no one really knows what that's about. Um, and also many people believe that this section was unfinished. Oh, so yeah. he never got to finish. He never finished the uh, pharmaceutical section what they believe. So maybe the person who wrote it died while writing it. Who knows? Maybe got bored. <laughs> yeah. It, it almost, so if you think about how they believe that the farm or the uh, biological section is actually like split in two and it's not binded correctly as well as the pharmaceutical section, they don't think is finished. Like that leads me to believe maybe the he person died you know, before you could finish it and somebody else took it and tried to like, got it bound together and finish it for him. No, they didn't finish it. It's still unfinished. According to the pharmaceutical section, at least is unfinished. Maybe they were waiting for like some new findings to come out or something. Yeah, they they just died or something. But yeah, so that's, that's really weird that that section they believe is unfinished. And then the next section is uh marginal stars section. And that one's a little different. It basically just contains like a bunch of text with like little stars drawn next to that. This section is often referred to as the recipe section because they believe that like all those stars, like there's the text and the stars next to it. Though, that was kind of like the author's way of doing like bullet points you know, so I think maybe it was some sort of recipe, recipe section. Thing. How um, do you make these things? Yeah, how to how to you, how, you what know. to do with uh, women in green bathtubs? <laughs> this yeah. is what you do <laughs> so when you that, find yourself in that situation. So yeah, <laughs> that one is referred to as the marginal star section, and that one we can't really know much about because there are really no illustrations other than the little stars next to the the text. Right, um, Evan. I bet you we got the. Got the voyage manuscript. We could we could decode in two hours. Deal. 
No, I, I don't think so. It looks. I've looked at it, dude. It's really interesting. I wouldn't even try. Like if they said, like a Ralph, you're gonna be put on the Voyage manuscript, and you're gonna try to decode that for the next two years. I'm like, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, like I said earlier, like I don't even know if I would know where to start. Like, I would. Yeah, I would just be like, I would just look at it and be even like, even if cool. I found like common like. You know, repeating stuff like it wouldn't. I'm just not the type of dude to do that. There's, there's people that study that kind of stuff, and yeah, but like the fail rate on this is just like I wouldn't take on such a challenge just knowing that like so many people have failed before you. It's like, dude, I'm gonna look at the same thing for like the same amount of time and come up with nothing. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's. I'm sure there are people still trying to, but um, I mean, there's been it's. The text has undergone like extensive analysis, like thousands of different code breakers have tried to decipher and figure it out. They've also literally had computer programs like trying to trying to break the code and trying to figure out to decipher it. And not even the computer programs can figure that out. No code breakers can do it. Um, you know, everyone has failed. Basically, everyone yeah. who's, who's tried has failed. Even and there's the- people claiming to have like, oh, we've figured it out and no and i think the fail rate has is the real reason why some people think it's like not real because a lot of people maybe just think it's gibberish because like no one can figure it out but i think it's just too well made for that to be the case if you haven't looked at it online you should go check it out it's really cool like me describing all the illustrations gives you a little bit of of an idea but if you actually go look at it it's so cool it's so different there's also a lot of different animals that are in there um, there's drawings of like snakes, goats, frogs, um, birds, different types of birds. There's a dragon. There's a picture of a dragon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then there's also some like, un- like animals that we don't really know what they, what he was trying to draw there. Um, so there's just a Strange. lot of, really a, lot cool of stuff. a lot of mystery about a lot this of mysterious book. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the pictures are all we have to go off of as far as like, what this book was. But it and seems important to be locked away and for only this Miss Anne to uh, read the book. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anne Nil. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anne Nil just sold it in less than a year. She was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Basically, like, life's work, like, she, like the person who gave it to Anne probably like, oh, she's going to do a lot of research, she's going to dedicate her life to this. And then Anne, I don't know. I don't Anne, so. Anne just took it and was like, dude, I'm just going to make a bunch of money and just sell it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if... If she thought that it would, that Anne would be able to figure it out and crack it. I just thought she wanted it to go to Anne because she trusted Anne and like, you know. Yeah, didn't think Anne would sell it within nah, a not, year. Not necessarily that. Just know that she wouldn't just like throw it away or something, obviously. Just being like, what is this? All right. Like, yeah, just, right. just like donate this to like the homeless shelter or something. <laughs> Send it. We'll give this to the library. Um, But yeah, so I kind of want to go into like a complete like history of the book as far as we know. So um, the complete history is still unknown, but we do have some clues and some facts about who had it at certain times. Right. Because that's something that that has really people have really tried to figure out. That's something William Voynich actually figured out a lot about where it came from, who had it. At certain time periods. When Anne got it, there was letters, right? That were with. Yes. Yes. So. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to get into. So. There's uh there was a letter that was preserved inside of it. Um it, it wasn't when when Anne got it, I don't think, but there was a letter that was preserved inside of it when William Voynich bought it. Um and and he bought it 
around 1911, 1912, sometime around there. But there was a letter that was preserved inside of it. The letter was written by a Prague scientist named Johannes Marcus Marcy. And the letter was written in 1665. Ooh. Super old already. That's like 400 years ago. Not quite 350-ish, somewhere around there. That's, wow. Yeah. Um, and in the letter, he was presenting the book to... Uh, Althanasius Kircher. <laughs> the name I don't know about the first name, but Kircher. Lovely name, I like it. Yeah, it was it was uh, Kircher who was like a scholar, a very big scholar back in the time in um in Rome. Um, he was big giving deal. it to Rome to Kircher in Rome. And um he thought that in the letter he believed that uh Kircher may be able to decipher it because he's, he's a very smart scholar and he's, he's kind of looked into that kind of stuff before he's done a lot of deciphering that kind of thing. He's looked into hieroglyphics, that kind of stuff. Um, so he thought that, um, he may be able to decipher it because the previous owner, uh, wasn't able to do that. And then in the letter, he also states that the previous owner was emperor Rudolf the second. And he was the king of Bohemia. King of Bohemia. Is that like a country? King it was back then. It was Bohemia, Bohemia was a country. Bohemia was like part. It was like Austria, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Poland, and then also some parts of like what is now Germany. So it was kind of it was pretty big, um, but it was right Central Europe uh, back then, back in the 1500s, around that time period. Um, also, in the letter. He wrote, he believed the author was Roger Bacon, the Englishman. On this point, I suspended judgment. That's what Marcy wrote. So saying that King, uh, King Rudolph thought that it was written by the Englishman, Roger Bacon. But I don't think he believed that. He said, I suspend judgment. So he said, I don't really believe that. And we'll get into later. That's basically proven to be wrong but we'll get into that more a little bit more later so there's also a faded or erased name that was written on the first page and it's <laughs> these names i'm sorry i'm probably butchering these names jacoba stay Teponic, um which they found out was uh, a courtier of king rudolph which kind of confirmed that King Rudolph did have it at that time. Uh, like it says in the letter. That's interesting. Which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. That a king had it must have been very important. Yeah, they say that King Rudolph was really interested in that kind of stuff. He liked to, he liked books on like alchemy and like science books, that kind of stuff. So he would or try he liked and purchase. Naked women. <laughs> <laughs> so he would try and like purchase them when he could. So they, they think that, the, um, he probably purchased this book from somebody. Um, but we actually have no idea, to be honest. King Rudolph, uh, we don't even know when exactly he bought it. Probably, we don't even, did they even know? Did they have anything before King Rudolph? No, that's what I'm saying. There's, they don't know anything about the book before King Rudolph. Like he could have funded, no, funded a project on it or something like that? No, they, they, they believe he bought it. He said that he bought it for 600 ducats. 600 ducats? Yes. <laughs> King Rudolph bought it for 600 ducats off of, we don't know who. Ducats. What a, what a uh, currency name. <laughs> yeah, that must have been what they used in Bohemia. 
Was that um, a lot? Six hundred ducats. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what ducats are. I'm not. I mean, it probably an expert on like old currency. I don't know. I wonder if it was like it probably was expensive. I don't think like it was six hundred. That sounds like a lot. So it probably wasn't cheap. You know, but I don't know what anything cost back then. Maybe a slice of bread was five hundred ducats. <laughs> you know, who knows? But um, but so yeah. So the timeline, um. We don't know anything prior to King Rudolph. Um, and then King Rudolph died in 1609. And that's when they believe it went to a guy named, uh, oh, this this name, I'm going to butcher it. It's Horchichi or something like that. That's the way that it was pronounced, but it's spelled very differently. So it was like Horchichi. Horchichi. Yes. And the, he was a friend of King Rudolph. And they believe that King Rudolph gave it to him after he died or it was like, you know, it went to him after King Rudolph died and he had it from 1609 to 1622. And then in 1622, it went to someone named Bertius and then, um, Bertius, uh, died and it went to Marcy, which is the person who wrote the letter. And in the letter, he explains, that he bought it, he got it off of Bertius. He inherited it from Bertius, and uh, so Marcis in the letter said, "I want to give it to Kersher." So sixteen sixty two, um, Marcy got it from Bertius, and then he immediately gave it to Kersher, and Kersher was in <laughs> possession of it from sixteen sixty two to sixteen eighty. All right, because that's when he died. After that. We don't really know. There's like a 200 year like gap period because we don't really know much about who had it after Kersher and before Voynich. So there, so we don't really know much after 1680 all the way to like 1911, 1912. So it's just between that time period, we just it just it just ended up in 1912. There was no, yeah, there was no an antique store or something. Like I that. guess, or so, yeah, there was no. Um, I don't know if it was an antique store, but it was like a like someone who collected like old books. Yeah, old, not necessarily old books. Someone who just collected old artifacts stuff. and stuff like that. And I think that he had it, and then Voynich bought it off of him. Um, but yeah, so so we only really have an account for it from around sixteen hundred to sixteen eighty. Yeah, so Voynich really tried to study all this. Voynich was the one who figured most of this out. And he also had some theories about who had it prior to King Rudolph. He actually went into, like, who who is was known to, like, be around King Rudolph. Did he, like, go through, like, archives or, like, yeah, he went, Yeah, he went, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't only him, but he kind of talked to other professors and stuff from, from like historians, that kind of thing, and tried to get as best a picture he could. And he like figured out like all the different people that King Rudolph would like buy books from in his area. And he tried to figure out who he may have bought it off of, but he was never able to like successfully like prove who had it before that. So we really don't know, but he does have some theories. And if you want to go into those, there are some interesting theories that he has. Um, you can you can look that up. All everything you can find, anything you could ever want to know about the Voynich manuscript, you can find it on that Voynich.nu website. So um, if you really want to dive really really deep into this kind of stuff or the the Voynich manuscript, then just go to that website. You can check stuff out. Um. So then, 
there has been some modern day analysis, like after it's been, it was given to the Yale university. Um, and it's, it's been able to kind of fill in some details here. So in 2009, um, the university of Arizona performed, uh, radiocarbon dating on the manuscript to try and figure out when it was created. And the date of the parchment um, was established to be between 1404 and 1438 with a 95% probability. So they can say pretty confidently that the parchment was, was created between 1404 and 1438. And King, her, uh, King Rudolph, Rudolph didn't have it until... Around 1600. 1600. So there's a good 200 year gap before him. Yes. Now, I said earlier, we get back to this. Remember how in the note that Marcy wrote, he said that King Rudolph believed Roger Bacon was the author. Roger Bacon was an Englishman, like alchemist, scientist, but he died in like 1290. So it's kind of... That almost kind of d- proves that to be wrong. I mean, we have a 95% probability that it was the parchment was created in 1404 to 1438. So I don't know how Roger Bacon could have written it when he died in 1290. So this book has been talked about for quite a long time. Yeah, you know, yeah. From 1609 to around 1680, there's there's been a few letters written about it. Um there was a letter between uh, Bertius and Kircher as well about it. We'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so um, in 2014, it was established by the Yale University that there were only minor variations in the ink composition throughout the manuscript. They think it was written probably within like a two to five year period. You know, because oh, the variations in the ink are only minor. So like if, if it was like if some of it was written in ink that was 1404 and then the, some of it was written in ink that was like 1430, it would there would be more variations in the ink. And there's not. Yeah. And there just isn't. So they believe it wasn't it didn't take the author more than five years to write the whole thing. Um. And the composition of the paint is consistent with like Middle Ages Europe. Um, they stated it was most likely written in the first half of the 15th century, which also coincides with the carbon dating that the parchment uh, was between 1404 and 1430. So based off of modern science and what we've been able to figure out, we believe that it was written in the early 1400s. In the medieval times, basically. Yeah. Old school. Um, so that's a long... So it's almost... It's over 600, 600 years. years. We've, uh, we've tried to pinpoint the origin by using clues in the manuscript. Um, and this is, this is kind of interesting. So the drawing of a castle in the manuscript might be a hint... The castle that was drawn is of a building style that was found predominantly in northern Italy in the 14th century and onward. While castles like this are found in other um, areas of Italy and Central Europe, uh, they clearly resemble 
the Salinger or the Scaliger family, which uh, was of the region of Verona in the 14th century. Oh, that's interesting. So the, these castles are actually like based off of real. Maybe. Maybe. They don't. They don't like have a specific castle that they know of, but they think the the style of building is very similar to uh, the Scaliger family, which was in Verona in the 14th century, and that type of architecture, that type of building, was predominantly in uh, northern Italy. He could have been like an Ita- Italian uh, author, and just in that area, and just that's how he knew castles were made. Yeah, maybe you know that's that that's what they're suggesting. They're suggesting that like he was from the northern it- Italy region. Um, what they think is now northern Italy, by the way, it's not like he was Italian, but like that the the region that is now called northern yeah. Italy. There are other manuscripts with very similar drawings of castles, and we all we know that those manuscripts originate from northern Italy. From that time period as well, so that gives so kind of a strong clue. Uh, clue to Italy. Yeah, that gives kind of a clue. Another interesting clue is uh, the drawing of Sagittarius in the Voynich manuscript. Normally, Sagittarius, the the zodiac sign, it's it's a centaur with the with the arrow, but um, in in this one. In the Voynich manuscript, it was a, just a human figure with a crossbow. Similar depictions of Sagittarius, where it's just the human, have been found in German manuscripts from around the 15th century. Okay. So another kind of pinpoint to that that region. But yeah, so those that's really the only clues that we have as to where it may have come from, you know. Um what is now Northern Italy is what they believe just based off of some of the drawings and stuff in there. Um, and then based off of carbon dating, we know it was probably written somewhere between 1404 and 1430 something. Um, so we kind of, you know, we, we know some things about it, but it's still very mysterious as to who wrote it. We still don't know that. Um, and we still don't know what it says. <laughs> You know, so that's it's 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 still a huge mystery in that department, um, even though we have used some modern science and modern technology to be able to figure out some things about it. I'm sure we'll invent some supercomputer one day. I'll just like read it like that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I mean, over the centuries, many people have tried to decipher this um, and, and to figure out what it was about. But no one's really been able to figure that out. There are many theories about it as to what it is, what it's talking about. Um, There is a theory that it was a hoax. It was created by uh, John D. And he tried to lie to Rudolph II about the mystery of its origin so he could get more money for it from him. But... Based off of what we just talked about, how it was carbon dated back to the 1400s. It would have been unlikely, yeah. It's it's very unlikely. And then also some people have done some deep dives into John D and his relationship with King Rudolph. And they don't, they say that that they didn't have the relationship that people thought when they made this theory. They thought John D was like a huckster and that type of thing, but it turns out he really wasn't. 
Um, and they thought that he was like a big part of the King's court and he actually wasn't. So that, that theory, most people don't believe that theory, but that is a theory out there that it was a hoax written by John D and it really doesn't say anything. It's just a hoax. But why would you make such an intricate book? Make money. Hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, maybe he was trying to say like, yo, King Rudolph, like, this UFO, this alien, they just gave me this book. Like, it's from, not from this origin. Like, buy it, take it. And it's but, obvious that that's not true, though. I know, but like, you could just make up like a story, like, oh, Atlanteans gave it to me, or like, you know, or like, I got this from a no, mysterious he place. To, no, he said it, no one knows anything about it, type of thing. Like, he was like, it's a mysterious book, no one knows anything yeah, about exactly. it. So that's why I wanted to get yeah. some more money for it. That, also, that could also be the case, yeah. But most people don't think that's true. Um, Bertius who was, was a guy who owned the book after, um, after King Rudolph. He spent a lot of time studying it and trying to decipher it as well. And he believed it was a medical manual. Um, the herbs in the plant section kind of lead to that. And then like the pharmaceutical section, it almost looks like it was like a very, like very old time medical manual. Um, he wrote a letter to Kersher, uh, talking about it. And he basically, this is what it said. It said from the pictures of herbs for which there are a great many in the codex and varied images of stars and other things bearing the appearance of chemical symbolism. It is my guess that the, the whole thing is medical, the most beneficial brand of learning for the human race, apart from salvation of souls. So he's basically saying, he thinks it was a medical journal because medical is very important to humans, you know, trying to, trying to learn how to heal and heal wounds, that kind of thing. Like that's very, that was very important back then. So he believes that it was a medical, some sort of medical manuscript. I definitely think it's a medical manuscript because it just makes a lot of sense. Like what it's describing, it's like, especially with the Zodiac symbols too. Like the symbols are describing like back, I heard in the medieval times in order to get treatment, you had to know what your Zodiac symbol was. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, Zodiac signs were very ingrained with science and medicine back then. Yes. So that's a huge proponent of it. And I think just the way how it describes like female naked bodies and all that, like it was just uh, like biology and like, just, it doesn't really sh- do that though. I it's, think you're I, thinking of like Da Vinci. It doesn't, it, the pictures of the naked women aren't like, pictures of their body like that type of thing it's it's no just, but like in in like the baths like in the baths that they're in yeah medicinal looks, baths was yeah, a that's, thing. What, that's, that's, that's what so, I, that's what i'm thinking of medicinal baths yeah medicinal baths was a thing plus the the pharmaceutical section looked like it was like combining liquids and stuff and and you know trying to create some sort of medicine plus yeah, the herbal potion. section yes. which back then people used plants and herbs to try and treat things so I really think it is some a medical journal. It has to be, I, I, unless it's just like some fantasy. Yeah, I mean, the 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 rosettes was is interesting though. That picture where it's just the the nine circles, all like no one's really tried to decipher anything about that. No one's figured anything out there of what those could be. Um, but yeah, you like you said, like the zodiac signs. Um, the star alignments, all that kind of stuff, that was kind of considered medical knowledge yeah. back then. They would use that to heal. Um, and then alchemy, you know, like the like 
creating potions, that kind of thing. That is that looks very similar to to the pharmaceutical section where it has all the different liquids, that kind of thing. It's like they were trying to create some sort of potions for, right. for you know, ailments, that kind of thing, which was big back then. You know, that's what they did. They didn't, they didn't have surgery. They didn't have any of that kind of stuff. They just <laughs> tried to use herbs and plants. Um, so yeah, I think it was some sort of medical journal, but definitely some it's chemistry so strange thing. that it was just written in a completely yeah, code probably a code. I feel like we it couldn't have lost language between that time. No, it had to be some sort of code language, which was common. Like there's been throughout the history, people have used like ciphers and stuff to to encode like messages to each other and that kind of thing. They believe that back then, a lot of like scientists and doctors, that kind of thing, they wanted to keep their knowledge. Uh to themselves they didn't you know because like if you tell everybody then anyone can do it that's how you made your money back then it's how you survived it was by doing medicine probably so you didn't want any everyone to know all of your like secrets so they would write stuff like that in decipher code i mean da vinci did it right his his entire journal was written like you it's like mirror image it's written backwards some people do think da vinci actually wrote wrote um the uh, voyage yeah. manuscript because the drawings are some 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 point out some of the drawings are eerily similar. So as a child, Da Vinci could have could have written it. And it there's would some have proponents. to be as a child. That's what because they're saying. Because if you yeah. look at the Da Vinci journals, his drawings look very good. His drawings know, look the, real. Like that, this was all. This was that's more what they're cartoonish. saying. It's like this could be in like him when a child when he's learning how Maybe. to draw some amateur. This was his first real get skid gig. Except it's a little hard to believe. I think it's because like there's no like him signing or anything. Like yeah, that. unfortunately, there's no way to ever figure that out because he's you know Da Vinci. There's nothing written about it. We're never going to be able to figure out whether he wrote it. But I get where why they would make that connection and why they would try and make that connection because he did a lot of the stuff. He did write in a lot of ciphers. He wrote code languages, that kind of thing. Da Vinci was more like inventive. Like he was trying to invent things, right? Like he invented I know, it's like just a theory. It's just helicopters, a theory. that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So I can see where they make that connection possibly. But, but yeah, as far as like what it says, I don't know if we'll ever know. You know, when one day a supercomputer after like some guy has been looking at it for 60 years, he just puts it onto a supercomputer like two seconds later, just like gives him an answer. Yeah. I mean, it would probably have to be some sort of like quantum computer that can yeah. calculate so many different like different possibilities. That'd be the only way that we'd ever be able to crack it because I don't think it's very hard. We don't know even where to start right now, so I don't know if we're ever going to figure it Maybe out. Maybe it wasn't help. written on this earth, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also been some claims recently in like 2019 of people saying that they they think that they they cracked the code yeah, and this but stuff, it's nothing. But they didn't, right? No, all all it really says like it, there's a new language which wasn't really true, and they pointed these things, and I think it got uh, rebuked on a scholarly uh, review. Okay, reviews are like no, this yeah. is nonsense. Yeah, but probably yeah, got a lot of clicks some, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. It was clickbait. <laughs> if you see some articles that are saying that they deciphered it. Don't click that shit. <laughs> Unless it's from like a like a newsworthy source. I think it'll be big news if, if we ever. I think if, be, if we ever do, yeah. sure. But I don't think that's anywhere in the near future. 
Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is, like, we're no closer to deciphering it than Perseus and King Rudolph and everyone was 300 years ago. Yeah, we're still talking about the <laughs> same things. Yeah, we still know less or just as much about as they, as they do. Um, I feel like I think that's like, especially those people that like took their time to study this. Like, man, I've looked at this 10 years now and I'm really at the same place I was when I first looked at it. Yeah. I think Voynich eventually just started looking into the origin of it and trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, like, dude, I'm never like, there's gonna... no way I'm going to decipher this. This is insane. <laughs> I'm just going to try and figure out who owned it, who wrote it, that type of thing, which we, he still never really figured that out. But th- there's letters and stuff who is kind of interesting because it shows, like, this was talked about book. This was interesting. Yeah. It was what people wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. So it's been a mystery for a while. Some of the people, though, like, like they think Kersher... They don't think Kircher ever even really looked at it at all. He was like a super like scholar back in the day. He was very prominent. Like he would talk to all the different Kings and stuff. And they think that, that he just was busy with doing more important things in his mind than trying to figure this out. So he never did. Or he could have looked at it and just been like, okay, like he had it for a long time. I think Kircher had it for like 40 years. Or he could be like, I got back to it. I'll get back to it. And just never got back to it. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what they said. Like he just never really looked into it. He was he didn't want to be bothered with something like this. He was doing very important things. Which apparently he was. He was, you know, deciphering codes for kings and queens, that kind of thing. Plus he was looking into like knowledge. Like he was he was just a he was a scholar. What if we don't have like the response letter? What if he like wrote a response letter? You just don't have it. Like, yo, I actually found out what this yeah, is. And it was this, it this, 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 That's this. the thing. Who knows, dude? At any point in the time period, someone may have figured it out. And then that got lost. And <laughs> yeah. we don't know. Right? That's basically what we know about the Voynich Manuscript. You know, there's not really much about it. As everything else in yeah. history grows, I don't think we'll ever know in our lifetime. Maybe, maybe in like 20, 30 years, maybe it's like you said, some like supercomputer that they can feed it into that and it can crack the code. But I don't think any person's going to figure it out, but it's really cool. You should honestly go look at it. It's, it's really neat. Like the, the illustrations are cool. Some of them are creepy. Some of them are really colorful. Some of them, I mean like all the herbs and stuff look really cool. Uh, the pictures of like the bathhouses and the women and, is is weird um the astrological signs the cosmological like all the geometric circles that kind of stuff like it's just there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there um so i would say check it out if you're uh interested in that kind of thing you know, if you're interested in like history and like mysterious history i would definitely check that Books, out health chemistry alchemy all that kind of stuff yeah sorcery well yeah so um so uh, now we're going to get into the uh, Perry Reese map. Um, definitely one of the most interesting maps that we have found. And it shows a portion of the of the world that has not really been discovered at that time. So it got a lot of intrigue. Okay. Um, so kind of the story behind it. Um, the map was discovered on October 9th, uh, 1929. Um, a German... Uh, philosopher trying to like look through things and he uh, came across some old discarded stuff when he was at the uh tokala palace library okay so he kind of came up with some old discarded stuff and in there was the uh perry meese uh 
map. Um, the map was supposed to was Pierre Reese himself. Um, who who Pierre Reese is? He was an admiral for the navy back uh, for the Ottoman Empire in the 16th century. Wow. Um, and he like he was well respected. Um, traveled the world. You know, kind of did that kind of thing. So his map not traveled the world. I guess he just traveled. Was he like a cartographer? Like he made other no, maps? Or no, so was, no. So this is where it kind of comes into. Um, so the map was actually based on older maps um, okay. before before him. Um, he says specifically um, the maps that he used um, were Arabic maps, Indian maps, and some of Columbus's old maps. Okay. And he basically like kind of put them together as like a composite yes. and made the Paralyse and map. Based on, Paralyse. Um, yeah, based on his own experience. Was it a map of the whole world? Um, it shows the world. It shows. So this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. It supposedly shows um, Antarctica without ice. Ooh. And it matches Antarctica's description very well, like the, like the mountains, mountains and everything, like to the letter. So I have this. The U.S. Air Force uh, Cartography Division. Yeah. Um, wrote that the claim that Perry Reese was describing. Antarctica seems reasonable based on the uh, charts and everything like, but don't know how possible since it, since it shows Antarctica without any ice. Ooh. So as far as the mountains and just the landmass itself, it looked, it resembled Antarctica pretty, pretty well. It almost, almost perfectly. Yeah. But it just didn't have ice on it. Huh? Didn't have ice. And the last time it's been without ice, you'd have to go back 10,000 years. Wow. There's definitely some intrigue there of like, there's no like mention of how he did that. He never mentioned that. Perry Reese. No, he, so only, the only mention is that he used older maps. None of the older maps have ever been discovered. Okay. Some people think it was from the, uh, ancient library of Alexandria, which we all know. Yeah. The, uh, fatal decision would happen to that. Uh, <laughs> Lot of old mysteries. Like, what if we knew? Like, what if that the has like the pyramids and everything? Dude, the, the Library of Alexandria, like, it probably had some really, really cool stuff in there. But so many mysteries would be solved if that just wouldn't have gotten burned down by the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So you, they think he may have looked at. That map. So that's so this map. is where but how would he have gotten it? He didn't. He wasn't around till the 1500s. It's been burned down since BC, the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, um, but but they're just saying like it was stored. We don't, we don't really know. These are just theories. We don't know where the other. We have never found any of the other sources that he used. Really, of the map. Um, what's interesting about that is that like if you do subscribe to this theory that it's Antarctica. Um, it meant that it had to have been mapped out in the air. Really? From above? From above. Why is that? Just the way how, like, how you could see, like, it's the only way you could see Antarctica back then, like, as a whole, like, deep, you think people would venture deep, like... Yeah, you're right. And, um... And he... But here's some issues with, um, also with the map that's kind of cool is that it, it uses um Mercator projection, which has not, which was not 
a method used for 200 years, not until the 1800s was this method used that was um, using the map. Because we didn't really know how to do uh, latitude okay. until we had these clocks. And then it was easier to do longitude and land to know exactly where to put these places. But this is okay. all in the 1800s. And this happened, obviously. They didn't figure that out until the 1800s. Yeah. But this map was made in the 1500s. Yeah, and this is also 300 years before people even supposedly knew Antarctica existed. Wow. We didn't know Antarctica existed until... 1800s, yeah. Really? Yeah. We had no we had No, no one idea. had ever gone there, I guess, huh? Yeah. And then come back to tell about it. So how do we know Antarctica had ice for that long? It's just something we know? Yeah, it's something we know. Okay. Um... Some of the, but here's some of the um, theories that maybe it was describing the Brazilian coast instead. So if you put the Piri Reese map um, with what we know, we, we match up with what we know, and it clearly shows the Gibraltar Straits, the Strait of Gibraltar, and the uh, and a tip in Africa, like clearly mentioned. So if you map it up, the map where Antarctica shows actually shows Brazil, and you know Brazil would be a warm climate. Um, however, the geographical geography of the mountains, like I said, does not match Brazil. It matches Antarctica. Really? But the shape does match Brazil. The shape matches Brazil and the area, like the location yeah. of where it is kind of matches Brazil. Yeah. But the mountains and everything match Antarctica perfectly. Yes, that's correct. Wow. And then this, but the skeptics will also say what it's basically showing is where Antarctica is what they're claiming to be Antarctica is right by Chile and um, Venezuela, the South American countries, but it doesn't show Argentina. Okay. So if you take it by its sense, it's showing Argentina, it's showing, sorry, it's showing um, Antarctica right next to the uh, South American countries. Okay. So Antarctica isn't exactly in the right place. Yeah. It's not in the right location on that map, but all the mounds and everything coincide yeah. perfectly. Hargrove, um, the archaeologist who was working on this, he described um, that he had a theory for this, that Antarctica moved, that it was originally one time up there, and that it moved down. However, that has been disproven. And yeah, I was going to say, in that <laughs> short of a time period, yeah. I don't think so. That has been disproven. So that is one element that you do have to consider is that, oh, it does kind of look like Brazil doesn't have the mountain ranges and it is where right next to all the south american countries so where brazil would be yeah that's interesting you know it makes me think that it was him trying there was brazil but it's just the way that the mountains line up so perfectly the and you said it's shaped just like antarctica yeah like so yeah like like i said the air force their cartography program said that these claims are reasonable like that it like these mountain ranges show Antarctica without ice. Wow. It's just in the place where Brazil should be. That's super interesting. So if you describe to that theory, then you, then it's like, it kind of has to be like, there's either an ancient civilization that just traveled the world and charted these things out. Aliens could have like mapped it out and gave it down. Um, or they're also saying because of how the map was made and how it was using this uh, specific kind of um, way how to do uh, describe longitude and latitude, that maybe it's just as simple as um, 
Oh yeah, maybe it's just as simple as that. The way it used, the way that it, that maybe it wasn't a lost civilization that used this method. Maybe this method was known by a credible civilization and just got lost through time. Yeah. What's also interesting is that the center of the map. It's not the North Pole. You know what it is? What? The Giza pyramids. Really? That's the center of the map. So that makes me think that he was looking at some sort of ancient map when he did that. So that's what these claims like these claims. If you do kind of describe to the Antarctica theory that some of these maps might have been older than 4000 BC. Wow. So there's a lot of intrigue, especially since and it shows that um, the Giza pyramids had some kind of huge importance to make that the center. So it's very interesting, and I think that's kind of why um, the Pierre Reese map is such a mystery. Did Pierre Reese ever explain anything about why the pyramids are in the center? No. No? It's just map that we've... It didn't actually come to our eyes until like we kind of placed on a cylindrical uh, scale and showed, oh, wow, it actually shows the Giza pyramids as what North Pole should be. It's... Wow. That's the center of the map. That's crazy. <laughs> There's even less known about this though, huh? Like we don't yeah. know much about it. It's, we just don't know anything about what maps he used to create this. No, we just know there was some Arabic maps, Indian maps, and supposedly Chris, one of Christopher Columbus maps, which we have not found. So Dude, the Arabic maps could have had something could have been using like maps from ancient Egypt or something. Prior to ancient Egypt, civilizations that have been lost now, you know, right? Wow. So it's just interesting. Like it would have that map would have been from a warm climate of Antarctica, which would have been over ten thousand years ago. Which yeah, is, it's just crazy. an interesting map that I don't. I guess we probably won't know what the real reason for the map is. Yeah, that one I don't know if we'll ever know anything more about that. It's really crazy, especially has um, how it shows Antarctica to the it's like it is so similar. Like it's you just put, perfect. Yeah, huh? it's that's wow. crazy. Yeah, I mean, especially because we didn't even know Antarctica existed until the eighteen hundreds. That's yeah. that's like, and he made this in the fifteen hundreds, three hundred yeah. years earlier. Wow. So it's just like a mystery for you. Yeah. A good way to end some mystery bros yeah just two cool documents that will uh <laughs> two really cool, cool historical documents, documents that are extremely mysterious and we'll never know no anything idea. about them <laughs> <laughs> isn't that fun <laughs> um but yeah I, I this stuff really interests me it's i it really frustrates me that we're never we won't ever know anything about these it sucks because the question is so big like how you know how did we make that map or like how, yeah. how who wrote that book we'll never know no but it's all really interesting stuff um i like going into historical mysteries and mystery bros we'll definitely do some more we yeah we'll it get up into a lot. some more you know we, we kind of change the category up we'll do like supernatural something and then we'll do historical and then we'll yeah. do some aliens in there <laughs> some murders know. yeah yeah murder mystery we kind of go into all of it so um Speaking of that, I don't know. Do we have anything planned for next week? Probably not. 
we never have anything planned on the time. We always figure it out. We'll keep you. We'll leave you hanging again as far as t- next week's topic, but it'll be something good. Trust me. Um. But yeah. Thank you guys for checking out Mystery Bros. Check out our Facebook page. We have a Facebook uh, group page. Just throw us a like if you're interested. Check out yeah. our. You know, we we drop all these on like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, everything. So make sure you check all that out. Yeah. All, all of our stuff will be on there. Um, yeah, I think that that's about it. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening and uh, peace out. Mystery Brothers. 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 Mystery Brothers.